wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday and of course today is Friday and uh, I'm here actually filling in from uh, my mate uh, uh, Nick uh, Nick Creta. Nick's actually taking some well-earned holidays uh, right at this stage. It's coming up for, uh, to Christmas and he said, hey, I need a break. Uh, and uh, so he's away on holidays, uh, which means he, he said to me, he said, hey, Pastor Gary, can you possibly come and uh, fill in for, for me? So here I am on Friday as well. So it's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday and uh, Thursday and, fr- and Friday as well. Uh, it is so wonderful to be able to uh, share with you. Now, this week, uh, we're following the theme, the new birth and the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, we started this uh, on Monday by asking a, an intriguing question. Uh, that question was, what's wrong with me? Uh, you know, it's so important that we understand from the Word of God exactly what is wrong with me. And it, of course, we dug into the, the issue of the, uh, the sin problem that every single, uh, child of Adam and Eve, uh, has here on, uh, on planet Earth. Now, uh, today, uh, we're, uh, um, we're going to be talking about, uh, how can I live an empowered life? And we're going to be digging into the early chapters of the book of Acts. This has just so much, uh, to teach us in the religious world and in our secular world that uh, we live in live in today. Now, to guide us through our discussion, we're joined by our regular Friday co-host, and that's uh, Tracy Papandreou. Now, Tracy's one of the prayer ministries leader at uh, at uh, my at my Brighton Church. Now, welcome to you, Tracy. Hi, um, I went to say hi, Nick. Hi, Gary, and hi to all the listeners. <laughs> it's Tracy. It is really good uh, to uh, uh, to have you in the studio. How are you enjoying Adelaide today? I mean, isn't that sunshine oh, something? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I just, I mean, I know that that this program goes to all other different cities in Australia and we're very lucky. We've got a beautiful country here, but I do love Adelaide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, particularly this time of the year. Goodness yes. me. I mean, we're sitting at 28 degrees. I went out walking this morning and uh, it was down. It was about 18 degrees with a coolish breeze blowing, but it was absolutely beautiful. And what was that at 5.30 this morning? No, uh, quarter to six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, look, it really uh, a lovely, a lovely place. Place to, lead, uh, to, to be living. Um, how are you going in the lead up to Christmas? I'm going okay because I would say a good five years ago, I made the decision. You know what? I don't want to be caught up in this whole consumerism thing. Um, yeah. So I kind of said to people, you know, uh, Christmas is important to me for things other than the presents and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm going to make more of you at your birthday than at Christmas time. And so, you know, I basically kind of don't do presents at Christmas time. And so I've managed to stay out of that whole 
craziness of, you know, in the shops, you know, uh, at Christmas Eve thinking I've still got two gifts to get and I haven't got them yet and I can't find the perfect gift. So I've managed to kind of get rid of a little bit of the craziness by mm. making those decisions. Can I, mean, I ask, how did, how did family actually respond to that? I mean, family and friends. I mean, did you get some feedback from that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit before that, I tried to do with my family, let's just put names in a hat and we'll all draw out one name and we'll get yeah, one yeah, gift yeah. and, you know, and that kind of got rejected. So it took a number of, of years yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, uh, most of my friends, um, they've kind of accepted it just just fine. You know, there, there hasn't been a problem. They know that Christmas to me is about the birth of Christ, so I guess it's not, not something so um, unexpected to come yeah, from me. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but I, I know that that has just really eliminated a lot of the craziness. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was I was just quickly I I, I um, happened to stumble upon um, something on the internet the other day where um, there was somebody who was on a, a Today program, a host, and she was saying. I hate Christmas, you know, and and the co-hosts were kind of worrying, you know, they're kind of saying, well, you know, how is this possible? And it was all about this because it was all yeah. about stress of all the presents. The house has to be spotless, spotless because people are coming over, you yeah. know, and, and I think you can really get caught up in all of that. And I'm trying to, you know, not only put the brakes on, but kind of put, Put the the gears in reverse yeah, to, to not get yeah, caught up in yeah, all of that. Yeah, I know our family's just for the last couple of years actually has done the Chris Kringle thing, so that uh, certainly we put everyone's name in a hat, just as you. In fact, you can do it online uh, right uh, right now, and uh, uh, we just have you know one gift per per person. I think it's a brilliant idea. Really works uh, works well, and uh, it certainly has taken a lot of that stress. Uh, out of the entire Christmas season. And I'm conscious that there are more and more people who are actually uh, taking an initiative to say, hey, look, you know, how can we, you know, downplay the, the secular uh, demands of this time of the year. It really, mm. it really is significant. But mm. Tracy, look, let's come to our World Watch segment because mm. I, uh, I picked up a, 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 an article. It's actually a couple of weeks old at the present time, but it really impressed me at the time. In fact, I was actually going to share it with you, um, when you were going to be in here, I think last week, but you had, uh, you were unable to make it yeah, in. I cracked uh, my head open and with I saw the car boot. <laughs> I said, hey, I really want to, um, uh, I really want to keep this one for, for Tracy. Okay, yeah. It was, it was talking about, um, uh, how to cut down on screen time, uh, on your mobile after graphs reveal technology addiction. Now, uh, the, the reason I, I particularly wanted to throw this one at you is because I'm aware that you work in the whole IT mm. field. So, mm. you know, you, you're aware of, you know, what's actually going on out there. Mm. Now, look, and this is what the article said. Last week, as I was happily going about my day without a care in the world, one single notification on my phone changed my whole attitude. 
I'm not too sure about Androids. Uh, I've been an Apple girl since day one, is uh, what the author says. But every iPhone user should be familiar with the sweet reminder they get from their device once a week, letting them know how much time they've spent on their phone over the past seven days. Now, of course, you can turn that off, but, you know, a lot of people don't actually realise that. Uh, in, in my case, a sweet reminder turned into a full-blown, need-to-get-my-life-together wake-up call. Uh, my cute little reminder told me that I had spent 46 hours on my device that particular week. Now, that's the little device. That's before we mm. go to computers and other. Mm. Um, that's a bigger commitment than a full-time job. I felt horrified, gobsmacked, and honestly guilty for feeling like I had uh, no time to make it to the gym or to spend quality time for my family, but I could spend so much time on this little device. After diving a little deeper, I found the most used app on my phone was TikTok, uh, the fast-growing platform where I often enjoy a dopamine hit after watching somebody watch uh, teach me uh, how to bake a pie that I'm never going to make anyway. <laughs> Um, I, I be- it, it begged me to ask the question, surely I'm not the only one struggling with a diagnosis of she wastes her life on the screenism. Uh, I reached out to some friends uh, who shared uh, their own screen time analytics with me, thankfully or not. Uh, I'm not the only one spending 40 plus hours ruining my posture over a mini, over a mini screen. It seems my peers are also spending between 20 to 50 hours a week just simply scrolling. So how can we, in the digital era of post-pandemic times, awaken from our technologically dulled existences and get back uh, to living life as it's meant to live. Now, Tracy, one of the things I'm conscious of, you know, you do work professionally in IT. Um, look, where would you actually see yourself on the continuum? Are you a heavy user? Are you a, a light user? I mean, do you reach for your mobile phone at every opportunity or is it sort of a, a bit of an accessory that gets lost in the bottom of the handbag? Um, I would say I'm a light user um, in that I, I'm, I'm the type that, you know, I spend all my da- all my working days on a screen. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. last thing I really want to do is have my head in a screen more. And I, I'm I'm quite aware for myself that when my head's in a screen, I can't not not working. I can't be doing other things. Mm, and mm. I, I I don't know whether I'm really bad at time management or whatever, but I often find I get to the end of the week and there's so much stuff that I wanted to get done that I didn't get done, you know. So, um, so yeah, I'm a light user. I'm maybe a bit of an unusual person. I don't do social media, um, and that's because I know that it's that that this is one of those things. But be it social media, be it YouTube, be it TikTok that it kind of draws you in and you might think, okay, I'm just going to do this for 10 minutes. And then 50 minutes later, you know, you're still there. And I just, you know, I I just made a decision somewhere along the line that this is just not for me, you know. So, So I guess I'm lucky in that perspective that I'm, you know, a bit different in that I, I've I've kind of made some decisions, you know, so I don't get drawn in, you know. But I did find um, things like 
when I got my new phone and my sister-in-law set it up for me, you know, the way that it would ping when there was a new email that had come in and all that Mm. kind of stuff. Mm. And I found it terribly distracting because every time I got a ping, I thought, okay, well, I better find out if that's an important, you know, message. And and I just found it was very distracting. So, again, I went and I made sure that those pings and things were were turned off. But I I do know that sometimes I can get caught too because, you know, um, I might be – I might be watching a sermon or a, a message, you know, that I really enjoy, but because it's on the platform of YouTube, what might happen is, you know, you then it then puts you on to something else. There's a link there to something, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it just happens automatically. You know, mm. you can cancel the next thing that it's going to play, mm. but that's where I sometimes get caught, you know, on I've just watched a great message and then – it's into an, another thing, and I have to admit, I've been caught on the watching the um, watching the cute animals doing things and stuff like that. Until uh, you know what happens, you know, t- twenty minutes later, I go, "Oh my goodness, Tracy, you!" I've just, just lost. Just I just lost a good half Ex- hour. There. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, so um, those are the things where sometimes I've got to be very careful. You know, um, and you're just reminding me that you know it's very interesting. Sometimes I seem to. I'm sure I've turned notifications off, mm. but then somehow they come, they back, come on. back on again, yeah. you know, and I've got to do this thing. Oh, hang on. You know, I I, I don't want to know about that because, it, you know. It, oh, it, I found every time there's an update, I've almost got to go and reset yeah. my settings yeah. uh, so that I don't get pinged yes. uh, every uh, every time that I uh, there seems to be additional things. That, You've got that, to that opt come. out. You, you know, I'm really interested than, that the state yeah. government is here and here in uh, uh, certainly South Australia has just brought in in the new year. They're going to be banning uh, mobile phones, certainly in secondary schools mm. uh, right across the uh, cr- across the state. Now, uh, you know, to me that is sort of is an indicator that this is be probably becoming a fairly significant issue, certainly in the educational line. Do you sense that this is becoming more of a more of a problem. Well, actually, the very fact that they track people's time now and let people mm. make people aware of their time tells me that even the organisations involved in you know content and and you know a manufacture of phones and software etc. realise there's a problem because let's be honest, they're not going to do anything that's not going to bring them profit. Or mm, some kind mm, of, mm. you know, good good reputation. Um, they would only be doing that if they actually believe that there's a problem. And before I moved to Sydney, um, I can remember um, a radio station that I used to listen to. They were promoting an um, uh, "Let's Get Unplugged" yeah, day. Yeah. You know, where everybody would unplug from all of their devices. And to me, the very fact that people are feeling the need to have a day where they have permission to unplug mm. means that there's a problem. Indeed. You know, I also think, too, because since the pandemic, there's a lot of people working from home, mm. uh, a lot of changes as far as that's concerned, and there's been a lot of merging between people's personal lives and their work lives as well, mm. which means that they can end up being on screens for much longer um, as well, you know, there's this there's this um, invasion of the work life often in mm. the personal life as well. So it's kind of coming coming at us from all angles. And I personally feel that unless you actually 
make a stand, you know, we're going to get pulled in. There's, there's Do you think it's impacting people's spiritual lives? Absolutely, absolutely. Because in this article, this girl was saying um, she felt guilty about the fact that horrified, gobsmacked and honestly guilty for feeling like I had no time to make it to the gym or spend quality time with my family. Well, what about... The excuse for I haven't had time to spend with God, I haven't had time to mm. spend time in prayer. You know, I, I would imagine that that's one of those things too. Yeah. You know, so it. I think also too, I really think that everything that God gives us is a gift, and we're all given the same gift in terms of the time that's available to us. And we make decisions about how we will use that time. And, you know, we're asked to use our bodies for good for God. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think, you know, I sometimes have to stop myself and go, well, you know, um, not that that was such a bad thing that you just watched, but was that a really good use of your time? You know, if you have to make account to God. But how do I actually, how do I manage my, you know, screen use because I mean okay, I mean 40 hours a week on a little screen like that but then people have got you know a computer on their desk as well and uh, you know sometimes and you know uh, another small screen as well it's they're everywhere well I think we have to admit that there's very much a, a, the the um the psychology, the physiology of addiction is part of this. Apparently, a lot of it is to do with, you know, when you get likes and all of that kind of thing, you get the dopamine hit, you know, and the brain goes, oh, I liked that, mm. you know. So, there is this drawing you into it more so. But just as an alcoholic, just as somebody who's wanting to give up smoking has to take some steps, they have to put a barrier of protection around themselves. Yeah. I think yeah. if people are really um, uh, wanting to make a change here and, you know, if you're finding that you're not getting time to spend time with God daily, well, then, you know... Um, there needs to be something that needs to be rearranged yeah, yeah. in your life because that's a major priority that, yeah, that needs yeah, to happen. Yeah. So I think there's just decisions that people have to make. For example, you know, turn your notifications off so you won't get those distractions. I read in this article too, Gary, that they said that if your mobile phone is within distance of being able to see it, you will be... Distracted, and you won't you won't be able to think as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you I know? found a very interesting um, uh, statement that was certainly in that uh, that article. I, I know that uh, in, in my own case, I mean, uh, probably one of the best things that I did was actually uh, not load uh, my um, uh, my major um, email accounts onto my uh, onto my phone. They're mm. simply not there. Mm. Uh, I also, you know, I mean, to me, there's a lot of apps that uh, people encourage me to get. In fact, my screen's probably one of the uh, lightest uh, screen. It's a hardly a cluttered screen simply because there aren't that many apps there because yeah. I find the more apps that I, I've got. Um, and then, you know, to me, I, I I actually go through, I know my, my settings and uh, uh, I, I know, in fact, I'll tell you when I do it, uh, whenever I'm sitting in a doctor or a dentist surgery, I've learned that the best thing I can do with my time is to get my phone out and go through all my settings yes. and get rid of all the garbage that's on there. Yes. And uh, I actually clean up my phone 
any time uh, when, and it's become a real habit with me now. In fact, you know, people think, oh, he's addicted to his phone. Well, he's not actually. <laughs> yes. uh, but uh, when I'm sitting in a, in a, a waiting room, that's when I pull my phone out and I clean the thing up. And yeah. uh, to me, I, I found and, and, and make the settings so that, hey, I'm not immediately contactable for, you know, for just any uh, any app uh, that wants to send me their advertising. Yeah, I think I read in here, yeah. Um, they, they talk about this distraction thing too. Um, try to remove tech temptations off your home screens. It's not just the initial distraction, but for us to get back into a deep focused state, it takes the average adult 23 minutes so you you just think okay well somebody just sent me a text yeah I'll just text it yeah, back yeah, and yeah. back you know and 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 they're saying you know really to get back in that state you're in before that distraction came in twenty three minutes so you you've just wasted and, and and this really says something about our spiritual lives doesn't mm, it you know yes. I mean uh, it, how how easy it is to say as uh, as this uh, reporter said I don't have time for my Family, yes. I don't have time uh, to be able to uh, go to the gym and, and do exercise. Uh, I would add in there, and she mm. didn't put this in. I don't have time to spend uh, with uh, with Christ and the Word. Yes, uh, but. I've got time to spend huge number of hours on uh, on the screen. To me, there's a huge challenge in in this for us. It really says something to us. But Tracy, look, we've got to come to some mm. music. Uh, this is Michael W. Smith. Uh, the song is "Ancient Words." Uh, love this uh, this rendition. Please, please enjoy. Sound with 
That is Michael W. Smith, and the uh, song is Ancient Words. Uh, what a ripper. Uh, of a song that really is love that uh, that particular song and that uh, particular rendition as well uh, now folks look we do have that uh, giveaway book for now this is your last opportunity for this week to uh, pick up this book uh, this one is a real beauty as well uh, this is uh, 10 days in the upper room this is by uh, pastor mark finlay now mark finlay has been a his entire life he's been an evangelist he's been an author a preacher and uh, his material is second to none. It is quality material. Do you know it, Tracy? Yes, yes. I'm nodding my head here. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. He's he's a great pastor. Got great books, great messages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and this is one of those books. Ten days in the upper room. Uh, this is really linked to what we're talking about uh, today. Uh, now, look. If you would like uh, ten days in the upper room, this is a devotional book. You'll. It's not a long book. It's an easy book to read. Then all you need to do is to text us uh, here at our drive time text number which is 04888-80811-04888-80811 and all you need to put in the text uh, is the code SA83 no gap between the SA and the 83 just SA83 and um, that will trigger our robot and wouldn't you know it our mates over there in Melbourne they have changed the name of our robot yet again I'm not even sure what our robot's called right now uh, but uh, our robot he will uh, he'll contact you and uh, ask a bit of information so that we can get this book to you in the fastest way possible it's a really fantastic opportunity 10 days in the upper room by Mark Finley um, 04888-80811 and the uh, code is SA83 um, please um, grab that this is your last opportunity for this uh, for this week uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary and guiding us through our discussion today we have uh, Tracy uh, Papandreo and Tracy is one of the prayer ministries leaders at my at my Brighton church and really appreciate the ministry that uh, uh, Tracy is uh, is involved in uh, this week we're actually following the theme the new birth and the work of the Holy Spirit on Monday we started by talking about what's wrong with me on Tuesday we looked at the issue of um, Christ saying you must be born again what does that actually mean then we looked at this issue of growth in Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and uh, uh, today uh, we uh, we're simply asking the question: How can I be empowered for life? We want to dig into the early chapters uh, of the book of uh, the book of Acts and just see uh, what lessons there are in that uh, in those early chapters um, that. Uh, uh, that might really impact us today. Uh, now, Tracy, one of the things I'm really conscious of is this is one of those. Uh, it's a core subject to mm. the to the Christian life. Uh, you know, this is something that um, you know so often. Um, you know, I. I hear people, you know, I mean, Christianity, but it's, you know, it's not powerful, it's not vibrant. And yet the New Testament church painted a picture of a church that was powerful and vibrant. Mm. Um, what lessons can we bring out of the, you know, those early chapters of the book of Acts that might be able to, I suppose, transition our own experience? Well, I think one of the things um, we see is the importance of the role of the Holy Spirit. Um, outside of Acts, I know that uh, we have, um, I think it's Paul was asking um, somebody at one stage, you know, 
were you baptized by the Holy Spirit as yeah. well? You know, yeah. you've been baptized by water, but where did you receive the Holy Spirit as well? Yeah. And we know how important it is in terms of providing power to people's lives mm-hmm. because Jesus was quite specific about it. He gave instructions to the apostles before he actually, so he'd been resurrected and before he actually departed into yep. heaven. Yep. He gave them the instruction uh, not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the Father which you have heard from me, he said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And why was that important? He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we know that it was so important that he was saying to the apostles, uh don't do any going and preaching. Don't do any, you know, don't do any work for me in terms of evangelizing until you have received the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I think that's a, a really, really key point because, well, we, we hope that we're not doing anything, you know, um, that goes against the Holy Spirit or, or trying to do things in our own strength rather than the strength of the Holy Spirit. We know here it's a, it's a principle. But, you know, Tracy, you know, Tracy this is an re- absolutely remarkable statement to me because, uh, you know, Christ is, I mean, Christ commanded in Matthew, Matthew 28 and uh, certainly in, uh, in Mark's gospel as well, Luke's gospel, uh, to go preach, teach, baptize. In other words, mm. the church has actually been given a commission to go and, and witness. Yes. But then... Here in the the book of Acts, it's almost as though he changes his mind. Well, he puts an obstacle in there, doesn't he? He says, "Don't go off doing it in you, you know what you think you need to do or whatever. You need this additional entity to be with you." to give you the power that you need. He's almost saying, you know, you're going to luck out, you're going to strike out if you're not doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit. So it was more important that they were doing it in the in the power of the Holy Spirit and they and they um started later than let's just let's just go for it, you know. Um and it makes me kind of think about um you know, I'll be honest. You know, I believe that you can you can live a lifetime in the church and not have met God, mm. and not have the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. possible. That's yeah. possible. Yeah. And I think when you see people who are miserable Christians, to me, whether that's a right reading or not, to me, that's a sign that perhaps they haven't been baptized by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But we know that the power comes from the Holy Spirit, and as you see, you know, it was, it was so integral that although the apostles had been given this commission, Christ was saying, but don't do it without the Holy Spirit. Tell me something. Do you think that if we attempt to witness without the Holy Spirit, we can actually do damage? Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you, uh, how, how do would you understand that? Because that then turns into I've often well often's probably um, exaggerating a bit. I have seen situations where people have almost Bible bashed 
people over the head. They have got into almost arguments because the person that they're trying to evangelize to just doesn't kind of see it the same way they do, you know. And um, we're working with our own defective personalities, you know, and we're um, trying to spread a message and an an amazing message through defective broken vessels. Mm. So Mm. if we do not have the Holy Spirit as part of us leading and guiding us, you know, uh, we pray that the Holy Spirit will, will put the Holy Spirit will put word, the right words in our mouth. And that is actually so important, isn't it, Tracy? Because what I'm conscious of is that I know that uh, when when the Lord uh, calls a person to, to witness for him, um, what occurs is that uh, the Lord also gives them words to be able to speak. So yes. that, uh, you know, I mean, uh, your, uh, you know, your, your mum, dad, your brother, your sister, your, you know, your friend, your work partner, somebody says something and then you're given the ability to be able to be able to respond, but you respond with a grace, um, that it's, that, it can't be responded to that it is not a put down and yet I, I'm really conscious on, on one or two occasions I've certainly uh, I've now been a pastor for 40 years and in um, uh, in one or two churches that I've I've pastored I've had people that you know they've they've, they've one of the things that I used to struggle with is when they'd say to me, Pastor, I'm going out witnessing, and uh, I would be a gentle prayer saying, Lord, please hold them back, yes. uh, because uh, I knew that the uh, the witnessing uh, was more confrontation mm. uh, than genuine, spirit-empowered, mm. life-changing witnessing. Mm. And also I think, um, you know, when the Spirit is part of it, it's done – with a pure motive, you know, with a, I really want to see more people come to this wonderful, um, this wonderful reality rather than um, I'm going to feel good about myself because I've, you know, earned some brownie points in heaven kind of thing. And and look, all of us, you know, um, we've got blind spots and, you know, the Holy Spirit helps us with those blind spots if we're open and we ask the Holy Spirit to actually come in and change those things because, you know, like I said, we're all broken, defective vessels. We're all on a journey. We're all being transformed. We're all at different stages in our transformation journey and the journey is not a straight line, you know. so only the Holy Spirit knows where I am on my journey and where the person that I've been called to share with is on their journey. You know, sometimes I'm really conscious that uh, sometimes uh, we can be very hard on ourselves. And there's been one or two people that certainly have been part of my church where I'm just really conscious of it, that uh, sometimes they are very hard on themselves. Mm. Sometimes they're very hard on others. Mm. But what you find is that the Holy Spirit, there is a softening 
uh, that that occurs that enables you to say things in a way that is incredibly gracious. You know, when I think of what Christ actually did, and of course the Holy Spirit powered through Christ in a way that you know I just I just stand in awe uh, mm-hmm. when I when I look at what actually happened. But the the Holy Spirit worked through Christ in such a way that. Uh, he often, in responding to uh, to others, simply told a story or asked a question. Yes. And sometimes, you know, myself, I, uh, I, I actually, you know, people have said to me, you know, I mean, Pastor, how, you know, I don't know enough to be able to share. And uh, to me, I actually like to remind them that uh, the the key is not so much knowing enough, but rather having the ability to either tell a story, tell my testimony often, mm-hmm. uh, or to ask a question. And uh, to me, if you can tell a story or ask a question, you're actually uh, 80% down the road of mm. witnessing. Mm. Absolutely. And <clears throat> if you, um, I actually think sometimes the greatest witness is a changed life. Yeah, yeah. And it's only the Holy Spirit that changes us. It's not us yeah. changing yeah. us in any way, shape or form, because like I said, we tend to be a bit blind to our defects and we're pretty good at finding other people's defects, but we're a bit blind to our own, you know, so even if we could change ourselves, we probably wouldn't even think that lots of things needed to be changed that, that yeah. lo- the Lord yeah. knows need to be changed. And, you know, it's it's being open to the Holy Spirit, you know, to allow those changes and even God, open my eyes, you know, send your Holy Spirit to make me understand what needs to be changed and to want to make those changes. But the Holy Spirit can do amazing things. If I think about on the day of Pentecost, what actually took place mm. when the, the Holy Spirit did, did come upon them. I'm going to quote Acts 2, 4, where it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, you know, we had a situation there in Jerusalem. They've been hiding. Um, then the Holy Spirit comes upon them, mm. and they begin preaching because they're allowed to preach then yep, because yep, they received yep, the Holy yep, Spirit. Yep. Um, but but they're all amazingly speaking in different languages. Mm. And it just happens to be that it's that time in the year that there's Jews from all different countries uh, yeah. in Jerusalem. And so, you know, what the Holy Spirit has done has enabled the spreading of the word to more people, yeah. you know, and also to do it in such a miraculous way that you can't um, deny that there's some amazing power here. Mm. You know, so sometimes we, um, in our, you know, we, we do this because, you know, this is what we have to do. We look at life situation and what we see and we kind of box the Lord mm. in and, you know, we ask him for this or that, you know, with our little understanding of what he what he can do. Yeah. But yeah. we can see he can put – not only will he give you the right words, he can give you another language if that's what you need to have. And, and that is such a powerful point. You know, one of the things I'm conscious of, Tracy, is, you know, we live in a world where I'm constantly hear people saying, you know, what the, you know, the answer to every problem is better education. And I'm just constantly saying to people, no, 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 no. Yes, education has its place. Mm-hmm. Uh, education can certainly uh, can build a person up. Uh, but there is something that is more powerful 
than education. And that's the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And uh, to me, uh, you know, education actually can change a life, but the Holy Spirit can change it more quickly. And this is the thing that to me, as I, as I look at it, I'm just increasingly conscious of the, uh, uh, of the, um, uh, I suppose the lack this incredible lack uh, that appears to uh, to be so evident within certainly the Christian church and uh, even many of, I'm part of the Seventh-day Adventist mm. church, many in the Seventh-day Adventist church. Mm. You know, this this is a power source that is so easily overlooked. But look, let's um, just let's go to a break because when we come back, what I'd like to talk about is this, this issue of, okay, what was it? What brought the disciples to this point uh, where they were just so uh, in tune with the Heavenly Father. Mm. Now, how did they get to that point? So let's talk about that when we get back. Mm. Uh, please enjoy. This is Christian Badal. Uh, find us faithful, and that is a, a wonderful prayer uh, to, uh, uh, to send up. Please enjoy. On the journey of the narrow road And those who've gone before us line the way Cheering on the faithful, encouraging the weary, their lives a stirring testament to God's sustaining grace. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race not only for the prize. But as those who've gone before us, let us leave to those behind us the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly
Christian Badal, find us faithful. What a message is in that song. Uh, guys, that's really worth just listening to the words of that, uh, that song. Christian Badal, a fantastic uh, uh, Christian uh, Christian presenter. Uh, now, guys, look, we do have that uh, giveaway book. Just one final time, uh, our giveaway book uh, this week is the book Ten Days in the Upper Room by Mark Finlay. Uh, now, look, if you would like uh, to really commit yourself uh, to growing in your understanding of the Holy Spirit, growing in your spiritual life and preparing yourself for ministry, then this is the book that you need to get. Uh, what Christ said, remember, uh, wasn't uh, go first. He said wait in Jerusalem and after waiting they received the Holy Spirit, then they could go. That was actually the right order. This book actually leads 10 days to that particular fulfillment. I'd love you to get a copy of 10 Days in the Upper Room by Mark Finley. Now, look, if you'd like a copy, all you need to do is to uh, text us. Our studio text number is 04888 808 80811 and all you need to do is to give us our code which is SA83 no gap between the SA and the 83 and uh, that'll go straight through to our robot uh, there'll be no humans uh, pestering you and uh, our robot he'll ask you just a couple of questions so that we can get this book to you in the fastest uh, way possible now that's SA83 10 days in the upper room uh, just uh, um, text us here 04888 80811. You'll love this particular book. It will grow your spiritual life. Now, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And to guiding us through our discussion today, we have Tracy Papandreou. Now, Tracy's a, a prayer ministries leader at uh, our Brighton Church right here uh, in the beautiful seaside suburbs of, uh, of Adelaide. And this week, we're following the theme, the new birth and the work of the Holy Spirit. And today, we look at how can I live an empowered life. We're looking at those first couple of chapters in the book of Acts. Tracy, look, we've got about, uh, well, we've got less than 10 minutes now, so just bring it together uh, for us. You know, just, um, I suppose, help us out uh, how can, uh, what is there any, what do these disciples do to live that empowered life? So, well, first of all, they spent three years with the Master, didn't they, learning from yeah, him. Yeah. But to be honest, they were pretty clueless even at the end of those three years. <laughs> In many ways, they were failures. <laughs> exactly. Until the Holy Spirit came Indeed. upon them. Indeed. You know, that changed things completely. Yeah, you know, they were yeah. still they were still arguing about who's going to be at his right hand when he comes in his and kingdom again. If you again, think about that, on the, night of his, on the night of his um, crucifixion, the night before they're arguing, about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. You know, these guys, I mean, to me, you know, let's move them on from our church. Yeah, you know, so we, we can't deny the role that the Holy Spirit has played yeah. in transforming yeah. these guys. Yeah. You know, but, you know, we, we can't forget the fact that um, the Holy Spirit came to them mm. after they were spending time together. Um, they were all... It says in the scriptures in Acts one fourteen, it it says um, that one one fourteen. It says that that they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. So 
you know, they were all together. Mm-hmm. They were all on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd put aside all of the rubbish stuff about mm. who's going to be, you know, on the right and the left and who's more important. They'd put that aside. They knew what was important now. The Holy Spirit brought that to them and uh, it changed their lives entirely, wow. you know. And so our lives can be changed entirely too yeah. if we allow the Holy Spirit to make those changes. But just as the disciples did, they were spending that time in prayer. I truly believe that prayer is such an important part of our lives in order not only to have the Holy Spirit working within us, but also to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. I really believe, you know, that the Holy Spirit seeks to guide us. He seeks to give us those impressions about what decisions we should make in life, you know, well, you know, well, it, the scriptures say that we'll be told, you know, don't go left, you know, go left, go right, go straight ahead. This is the you way, know. walk this in is Exactly, exactly. So, you know, my God doesn't lie. So I work on the basis that my God wants to show me what decisions I have to make. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, and I thought, Gary, about the fact, you know, back to the news that we talked about, is, you know, the enemy is so busy at making us busy and distracted, that we have trouble hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and perceiving those impressions that the Holy Spirit wants to give us. Busy and distracted. Now, I'm really interested to use those two terms, actually. Mm. Busy and, I mean, it, it virtually comes out of that article that we started out our, our news exactly. review, wasn't it? You know? Exactly. I mean, uh, we are living in an incredible, living an amazing pace and the opportunity to actually, uh, to actually slow down slow down be quiet get to know the voice of the holy spirit see what christ actually said to his disciples here is i don't want you to go and even do ministry what i want you to do is i want you to gather together i want you to spend time together i want you to spend time in prayer i just want you to uh, to this uh, this command by christ i believe is the essential undergirding reality that is missing in ministry today. Absolutely. And we know how important the Holy Spirit is because we're told that in John fourteen 26, we're told about the help of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So that's a real gift that is available to us. We just have to do our part in coming close to Christ that we can actually perceive that gift and work with that. But it's so important that we're told anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. So the very fact that, you know, the Holy Spirit, who who is the one who's pursuing us all the time, seeking to bring us onto the right track, seeking to draw us into a closer relationship with Christ, if we put that to the side and we deny that... In other words, if we actually consciously are pushing away, and this is an ongoing act, a pushing away of the Holy Spirit, then God himself actually has no way of impacting our mind and our heart. And if, in fact, God's got no way of impacting our mind and our heart, well, in that case, we're going to be 
lost? Is this an unforgivable sin because uh, we've done something that uh, uh, that is so bad that even God can't forgive it? No, uh, this is something where uh, what's happened is people have continually said, look, go away to God, go away. I don't want you part of my life. And uh, after a while, you know, you sort of get to the point where God actually respects people's decisions. Mm-hmm. But see, the Holy Spirit is a vehicle yeah. That the Lord uses yeah. to convict us, to teach us, to help us to make good decisions. Yeah. When we close, well, when we either deliberately close our mind to it, yeah. or we don't deliberately put aside things like too much of the mobile phone, too much of the all the other things that don't allow us to be quiet for a little while and get to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. I just think the Holy Spirit is a great gift that's been given to us. Why would we do anything that cuts that out? You know, Tracy, out? one of the things that I really appreciate doing is when I'm on, on holidays, I actually, I've got to confess, I often don't go to church. Uh, but what I do do is I actually love to be able to go up uh, into a mountain retreat. In fact, here in here in Adelaide, we've got a beautiful spot called Rocky Paddock. Uh, it's just uh, it's up in the Adelaide uh, Adelaide Hills, and uh, I'll often just go just myself. I'll take a a deck chair with me. Uh, I'll take my Bible with mm-hmm. me. Uh, maybe another spiritual book with me as well, and just spend time in reading and prayer just myself mm. and uh, to be able to spend uh, half a day or longer uh, just uh, in quiet um, discussion with with the most high god to me i find an incredible i i've actually said to <clears throat> To some of our our church leaders, look, I want you to take uh, a Sabbath off occasionally. Mm. I want you to be able to go bush. Mm. Uh, I want you to be able to spend time. Uh, Church is important, and we are never to forget the assembling of ourselves together. That's really important. There is a balance here. But, you know, I'm so conscious that we also need those times when we can uh, put aside the mobile phones, uh, where we can uh, simply say, hey, look, you know, I'm going to spend time with uh, with my God. And uh, to me, I have found that that has been a transformative experience, uh, certainly in my life. And the Holy Spirit, you know, um, helps us to take on board Scripture, helps us to to really bring it into our lives. And we know that the increase of Scripture and knowledge of Scripture in our lives is actually what helps our faith. And And our faith is what helps to give us that peace even when our life is you know not going how we would like it to um We've got that peace because the Holy Spirit helps us with that. What an amazing gift. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come to you now. I want to say thank you for promising the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that if there's anybody that's struggling right now on this particular issue, Lord, if they're saying, hey, look, I feel dry, Lord, I just pray if they raise their hand that indeed you might fill them, that you might give them uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Empower them, Lord, for life and for ministry. I just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Tracy Papandreou on Drive Time Big Q&A. 
Please join us next week when we commence a brand new theme where we look at how God leads in individual lives. This is going to be a powerful, this is a really beautiful little series, this one. Really look forward to you joining us again. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart and the peace I give. Isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.